Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, baddies. Happy Wednesday. Today we have a very, very special baddie to introduce to all of you, Miss Jasmine LaFleur. She's rocket scientist, baddie extraordinaire. I can go on and on. She is also the founder of Greater Than Tech, and I'll have her go ahead and explain a little bit more about what she does, but it's nothing short of extraordinary. Welcome, Jasmine, oh, to the pod. Welcome, Thank Jasmine. You so much, Riley. Thank you, Mackenzie. Happy to be here with my fellow baddies. Appreciate yes. the okay. love. Um, give you a quick rundown of who I am. Um, I'm aerospace engineer working at uh, Raytheon Technologies Collins Aerospace. But more importantly, um, I started my passion project, Greater Than Tech teaching girls and underserved youth STEM and entrepreneurship. And that's important because we want them to not only see themselves as engineers, but also entrepreneurs. If I knew a little bit about business, entrepreneurship, even investing in companies at an earlier age, like what would my life look like? So I want students to know that that's a possibility in tech and we're going to give them the tools to do that. So um, happy to be here, happy to be in this space. and. Yeah, from Flint, Michigan originally, uh, studied engineering. That's probably the longer story we'll talk about later, but it was a rough road to get into STEM. And now I'm in STEM entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. I was so inspired by your story when we first met. It was at a village up, I believe, associated. Um, it was like a happy hour at the brewery yes. somewhere. Shout out to Julius. Um, shout out to He's bringing everybody <laughs> together. Um, but I was just like struck by your story. And it's you just have like a great, like a infectious personality. And to think that you, like, the work you're doing with these young girls, are, mm -hmm. it's, it's so fun. Oh, and I'm, I'm excited you. to learn more about it. Um, but anyways... But starting off, we would just like to know a little bit more about, about you. And so what is something that you wish others knew about you, but you don't often get to share? Yes. Yeah, so what I wish others knew about me, I feel like Anything. a lot of... I feel like a lot Anything of people <laughs> think I'm super smart, which I am super smart. But like <laughs> technical, like rigid engineer. I think when people think of an engineer, they think of someone who's very, um, they have all their like ducks in a row and they're mm -hmm. organized and it's either black or white and no gray. So um, I think people probably look at me as somebody who's very structured in that way. But I feel like one of the things I wish people knew about me was that um, I'm very creative. Like I think of myself as like one of the, I call them artsy parties. I hope it's not a bad term, but you know, the people who <laughs> really just term. let their ideas flow and like mm -hmm. have a little bit of like fluidity in their life. And like, they live very, you know, like unstructured and they kind of like go where the wind goes. Like I think of myself as that person um, specifically because I just love music. Like I really want to be a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> to this day like love. like current like current goal to this day yeah like oh, wow. i feel like i'm really good at picking out samples or like just making playlists people always talk about my playlist like i literally oh, get into yeah. rabbit holes about music so i feel like <laughs> if i was an engineer i would probably be um i made up the term song perfectionist i would be mm. a song perfectionist where people would come to me after they do their song and i was like oh just add this ad lib, just add this. Oh, oh <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> I would put you on blast right now. What would your DJ name be? Oh, yes. What would your DJ name I would be, be? D 
DJ Jazzy LaFlazzy. <gasps> She's thought about this before. About this. I love it. <laughs> oh, wait. This was not putting you on the spot at all. You can't. No, prepare. she's ready. She's ready. She's like, I was prepared for this. I was prepared. <laughs> this is my moment. You've been waiting. Well, mm-hmm. please send us a playlist. We want to link in the description. Yes. 100%. Please. Yeah. We're huge playlist girlies over here. So, 100%. Please do that. You. Share with the baddies. <laughs> all the goods. <laughs> I love it. That's let's awesome. Let's do it. But I would love to just kind of get to know also. So, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, I one of my favorite stories about you is how you were able to get into your STEM program back mm-hmm. in college. So if you want to just tap into that story a little bit, oh I'd love gosh. for you to share it. It's so funny. Um, I was on the phone earlier with um, some folks at the University of Michigan Aerospace Department just talking about collaboration. And I was saying like my journey to become an aerospace engineer is one of like the pivotal and pinnacle moments of my life because I feel like it was very defining in terms of like what I was willing to risk and what I was willing to do to pursue something I was so passionate about. Um, So just to give you a little background um, from Flint, Michigan, and always was fascinated with planes, lived by airport, was one of those inquisitive probably annoying kids, always asking my mom, how does this work? How does that work? (laughs) Taking things apart, doing puzzles, like always just very curious and um, lived by airport and asked my mom, how do the planes fly? And she said, maybe one day you'll have a job or you can answer that question. So that was really the like point where I was thinking, I'm going to figure out how to answer this question. But then I found myself at a college tour in the ninth grade where I actually visited the aerospace department for the first time. And I realized, okay, this is how I find out. This is how I learn about those planes. Now, I was a good student, but I went to the type of school that didn't really produce a lot of students going to University of Michigan Aerospace. So um I feel like I was kind of counted out at an early age in high school. I remember my counselor saying, he laughed at me when I said I wanted to go study aerospace engineering. Um, Fast forward, I did not get into the engineering college when I applied. And I felt really bad because I was thinking, oh, maybe my high school counselor was right. But um, another avenue presented itself where instead of me going straight into engineering, um, I could go to the other college, literature, science, and arts, and then transfer into engineering. So I feel like I was already at a disadvantage of like, you already got denied. Like, what are you trying to do? Mm-hmm. And um, I just felt like I didn't want to do anything else. <laughs> I was coming yeah. from, you know, the type of school where I was a big fish in a little pond. So I had good grades. I did all these different extracurricular activities, Mm -hmm. track and field, cheerleading, national arts, like all the things. So I feel like I was just in denial. Like, no, like I am going to be an engineer. Mm -hmm. So um, fast forward that story. But you're a finesser. You're a finesser, (laughs) a real fly dresser. (laughs) I can make up a playlist. Like, you know. (laughs) Um, So... I eventually got into the program, but uh, that was like year three and a half when I was in college. Normally you transfer into a program like that a year and a half, maybe two years in. So I was already behind schedule. Um, I was dealing with a lot of family issues. I am first generation college student go away to college. So like I thought that 
I wouldn't have to worry about things and I could just be a college student and that's it. But I was, I worked a lot of hours. I did a lot of work study jobs. Um, and then eventually my mom and two grandparents passed away suddenly all in the same year. And this was when I was transferring into the engineering program. So that had me at a standstill. I took a break from school, but it was that story that I was able to show like how much perseverance I had to get into the program, all the steps and strides that I made to become an aerospace engineer that the advisor at the time just said, hey, take one aerospace class, see how you do, and like we'll go from there. I eventually did well in that class. I eventually transferred to that program. But as you can imagine, me being so far away from the first marker of when you should transfer didn't have the best grades. So then it was a whole nother journey of like, okay, now I got to find an aerospace job. So I feel like there were all these um, trials that just kept coming like back to back to back and everything became more and more risky. But I feel like at the end of the day, I was betting on myself on like, Mm -hmm. I remember telling my college advisor at the time, like I rather try and fail than to not try at all. And that's really what led me to keep trying. (laughs) You knew that very early on too, Mm -hmm. it seems like. So that's pretty extraordinary like uh, mindset to have. Even I grew up in a home where I was always encouraged. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's one of the things that like truly was foundational and made me successful. Um, Fun fact, I think like the year zero to seven is when kids are in theta and you have to like, that's when they soak up the most information. So I feel like I was always like praised at home, like, Oh, she can dance or she can draw. Like people are always encouraging. Like they called me puzzle wizard. <laughs> like I have uncles to this day are like, Hey, puzzle wizard. I thought to like, the nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think I, that self-confidence was instilled at an early age. So um, uh, and you know, my mom, she went to college, but she was a single mother when she was in school. She, you know, went to community college. So there was also this person that was like, if I could do it, you can do it. And mm-hmm. that's what kept me going. Amazing. Amazing. That's awesome. Would you say that was like one of the moments in your like college era upbringing that like shifted your whole perspective on like how you could get to that next space? Like what were some really other than that definitive moments in your, like getting into your career that truly set you up for like where you are today? And what would you like pull from that? And I guess maybe give a boost of encouragement to our listeners that might be in like wanting to go on the same path or even just like for perspective in general. I mean, so I'm, uh, I have faith, so I'll say that, but also Mm -hmm. mindset, Mm -hmm. 100%. Um, I learned in college, like on my journey from transferring into the engineering, um, department, but also getting the first job, like really challenging what are the real rules or like uh, criteria, Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, when I transferred into engineering, I think the you had to have like a 3.3 to like get into the program. I didn't have a 3.3. So I started asking the questions. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So what's the like what how do I what get here? You get a grade like this here and a grade like this here. What happens right. then? Like, you know, right. just almost 
mapping out these different scenarios and just figuring out if that was like a firm rule versus a recommendation. Right. <laughs> so it's like, how I good remember, way to look at it, honestly. Definitive are the lines here. Are we talking <laughs> yeah, <about>? like, <laughs> like is this a real rule or is this what you say on paper? Like, and yeah, even with it's my, like a forgiveness versus for a uh, permission situation. And you know? I don't know if you know that, Riley, exactly but I literally I say that all the time. Like, <laughs> um, no, I actually, I say that to all the interns mm-hmm. we work with. I say that to everyone. I ask for forgiveness, not for permission. Right. I feel like that's all exactly what I thought of when you were saying that. I was like, that's exactly <laughs> the same scenario that I feel like I play out in my head. I'm like, yeah, it's better to just ask for forgiveness than yeah you know permission. and then the answer is yes. always no if you don't act so like mm-hmm. you know and then never take the first yeah. no <laughs> no take the first no 100 percent. No, no, i feel no. like you because you mentioned that you're a very creative person even mm-hmm. though you know like so you think of stem it's like but honestly when i look at stem i'm like you guys do have to have a decent amount of creativity and not coming mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. like the industry i would like to know like do you still like get to implement your creative juices in your work um, either with greater than tech or with your day job like how do you like keep that part of you yes. in touch yeah so luckily I'm in a role where it's more like strategy based and it's almost like decision making so I feel like the word creative normally goes towards like you know people who are doing art and paint and music and things like that but like honestly I'm using creativity on just the decision making at work um who do we want to partner with? Who has like the latest, greatest tech? When I think about greater than tech, I mean, all of this to me is like me making a puzzle all over again. Um, I'm just putting things together that make sense to me. Um, if additive manufacturing is a hot topic over here and we know that there's all these different jobs that are popping up or all these different opportunities that are popping up in this field, how can you almost like kidify something like additive manufacturing for a student to understand okay what are like some key elements in this particular technology that a 14 year old can like implement and understand so it's still techie but it's like kind of making a puzzle where it's like Mm -hmm. okay this fits here but can it fit here right and can you make this high level concept digestible for Mm -hmm. someone here I think mm-hmm. that's creativity. Absolutely. I th- I think so too. You have like, it's like adapting to the, like the younger minds. And so I, I'm like also kind of curious what has been, I know you must have saw a lot of great potential in these young women. And so, but what has been shocking for you since start, oh, like working, like work demo days and these workshops and these programs and guest speakers, like what has been shocking of these, these young students? I think it is their ability to grasp these hard concepts. So with Greater Than Tech, and um, my co-founder is also an engineer, um, shout out to Dr. Wheeler, but we don't like really change the terminology of what we say and do at work. So essentially these students are learning these like industry concepts and like pitching their ideas like they've been doing it in their sleep (laughs) so i think i'm always surprised and impressed when we're giving them something relatively you know it's considered like a hard science or something but they get it and then they're like 
even more creative in their approach. Like they come up with these great business names. They come up with these great business initiatives. Um, we did a community robotics program and we basically said, hey, like, how would you use a robot to solve a social impact problem? And we gave them like the 15 um, environmental, social and governance like initiatives, like giving them real world problems. Like how would you solve like poverty or this or that, like with the robot and just wild ideas. Like we didn't know what we were going to get, but we had students do like, oh, let's make a robot to help disabled farmers. Like wow. I've never Whoa. considered that at all. <laughs> that that's a, not. a 12 year old. <laughs> oh my God. So that's Crazy. also like inspiring to me. Cause I feel like they don't have like, they're not jaded. They don't have like all this reality yet where they're like their imagination oh, is never like gonna wide work. open gonna work. Yeah. well exactly they can like really think about things that are extremely creative and mm -hmm. you know very realistic in a lot of ways where one day this could be a venture and that's what we want to see mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're like um you're sparking the ideas of future like venture back companies like you never know and never something know. that's like really I, it sounds like you're working with like a bunch of like dreamers. And so it's like, do you, do you, in your opinion, feel like as we get older, we kind of lose that sense of dreaming that maybe these students have that just like make them create these such incredible ideas? Oh gosh, this could turn into a whole different podcast, but I feel oh, like no. the educational system really creates employees. Yes, there's art classes, there's music, there's, you know, classes that do have creativity, but for what it's worth, like, I haven't taken a lot of classes that were really, like, ideas-based, mm -hmm. maybe lab-based, mm -hmm. you know, something like that, but not so much about, like, the real-world applicability, like, you can make this happen. Mm -hmm. More like, mm -hmm. here's a concept, you know? So I think we're just not taught to really have a myriad of ideas on our own like you know i don't think entrepreneurship is really something embedded in the education system maybe by the time you go to college and you go to like you know an innovation course or an incubator program something like that but i think like just the way the education system is structured i don't think that's really the goal yeah. <laughs> um i think we're normally just kind of put on our path learn a trade learn a niche and be an expert in that mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. like i, I a have calculator. Oh, yeah exactly exactly yeah so mm -hmm. I, I, really... I have a, a master's in interdisciplinary engineering like i work amongst different departments i understand how all these systems fit together and i just feel like and i'm speaking really from an engineering perspective but it's like you do aerospace you do mechanical you do uh, electrical and then you get your discipline you can do controls you can do data you could do and then you just kind of go down that path of being some expert in you know a very specific area and that's mm -hmm. like what you do i think that's the master plan for how education is set up so i just don't think there's a lot of opportunities for people to like get that creativity bug at an early age and just keep it yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. I'm like super passionate about that specific topic because there's like so many students who just don't learn properly within like how the system's built right now. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, I don't, I guess I can't, there's a few 
um, like entrepreneurship courses offered at SDSU that are like mm-hmm. very are more idea based. But like the whole I, like I, if we started way earlier and allowed students to build confidence and understanding that ideas are totally acceptable and there's not like like in venture capital say like where investments are allocated specifically on what like market conditions and traction and like very like like in kind of input driven some focus on more of the people so it's just like it's so ambiguous like it's so hard yeah. to put like a specific like oh put a grade on it like this is what you earned <laughs> like this is what you deserve so but like yeah. it, i think that's something that i specifically wish i understood more at an early age is like it's so gray everything is so gray mm-hmm. Right. And I think even for uh, my co-founder and I, we're both engineers, but we did like a tech startup competition. I think we were both in grad school at the time. And I think it was for her grade and her professor was like, oh, it's extra credit, you know, do this little tech competition or something. And we did it and we made it to the semifinalists or to the semifinals. And we're like, wait a minute, we can do stuff. (laughs) And the judges were like, oh, you guys are engineers. Like, you know how to make this. And we're like, huh. And yeah, it was just the do. wildest thing yeah. of like, oh, no one ever told us that we could like create mm-hmm. and build and be yeah. entrepreneurs. Yeah. Have an imagination and go outside the box. That's amazing. I think that that's, it's interesting because I feel like I look back on like my high school and college years and even in college where like that's more where you get reintroduced to like thinking outside the box and being more like have more of an imagination when it comes to like throwing any idea out there. It's just, it is interesting that like kids at the age of 12 can come up with something like that. And you're like, Whoa. And then where, at what point that gets taken away or where we feel like, Mm. Oh, maybe our opinions or ideas are like not as revolutionary as we might think. And it is really interesting. I hope the education system throughout the years, like changes in that spec or in that retrospect, but yeah, I think what you're able to do now and like seeing that in the real world and like actually have moments where you're like, oh, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we are going to do that yeah. is really awesome, too. But I guess kind of transitioning out into like the end of the episode, obviously, we're coming to a close. Um, what has been like maybe some of your favorite memories of Greater Than Tech? And also, what are you looking forward to either in um, your endeavors or just in your personal life for 2023 since it's the new year you know we're on that highlight um, topic I know mm-hmm. <laughs> favorite <laughs> endeavors I mean I think I always light up when the students are having fun and when they're like lighting up mm-hmm. um, we've had a student so there's one girl she just got into Columbia on a full ride shout out to Jackie oh my goodness um, I know yeah, right I met her yeah, when girl. I was Right. I I met her when I was doing another program and she was like a lab assistant. And this was before um, she did a greater than tech program, but she already had like the STEM bug. Like I see a lot of myself in her because she's very much like she's she's interested in STEM and she's taking every opportunity where she can like get more of it. So she did not realize how far ahead she was in terms of like her skills and ability. my co-founder and I, we were doing a camp for um, Elementary Institute of Science, and we were teaching the middle school students. Like, um, we were doing a greater than tech program, but she was kind of like a lab assistant, so she wasn't really in the program, but she was able to like teach the students um, how to code, and like she was really our like pit crew. Like, she was the one 
fixing all the things. And I'm like, hey, like, tell me about yourself. Like, she was like, oh, like, I, I like robots. So it's like she was already doing the work. And I was like, yeah, when I was your age, like, I was working at McDonald's. Like, you know, and I think she was probably 14, 15 at the time. But just being able oh to goodness. teach someone, exactly. Yeah. Being able to teach someone something like coding and mm-hmm. you're only a student and like it seemed like no one ever told her that before like she was just like what and I was like yeah girl like you could get paid to do this oh yeah mm-hmm. and she's like really before you can even operate a vehicle before you can even exactly operate a vehicle. <laughs> exactly so um she's done our programs and her she's has said like at first she wants to be a roboticist now she wants a robotics company and I'm like yeah <laughs> you're like you know like you can do it you know we're behind you we're behind you exactly and then you know there's also another element of like entrepreneurship that i've seen in this program where it's like the social entrepreneur um mm-hmm. i've had a student this is actually adisola's daughter shout out to adisola who she wanted to we do middle and high school and she's just now getting into middle school but she wanted to teach elementary students. And we're like, Alex, we don't teach elementary, but you can. And she like held a hour cold session. There were some elementary students, but just seeing someone want to teach and like mm-hmm. giving them the platform, like, yeah, go ahead. Like this could be what you do. And I think that was just a really good example of like her having confidence and wanting to like impact and be like a social entrepreneur in that way. So that's so cool. There's so many stories like that and all doing different things know. and all wanting yeah, different things, but it's like still whatever have like a greater meaning. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And mm-hmm. then I'll just and- say for 2023, um, you know, greater and greater every day. We launched our GTT alumni club. So we've invited all the girls back from previous programs. And now it's really about like networking and giving them a little bit more help in the self-efficacy part. Um, Our programs are very structured and we never really have time to just like connect and really like, you know, have those moments where it's like, hey girl, what you been up to? So even the students, like they become close friends. So now the alumni club is like for connection, community building. It's for networking, it's for building more of their resume and self-confidence. And we also like take them on tours. Uh, We take them on like, we give them opportunities, we take them on tours. And if they want to teach similar to Alex, like if they want to teach a skill to someone else, we give them an opportunity to do that. So I'm excited for it. I'm excited for you. (laughs) Um, So, Without further ado, we just want to know, where can we reach you on the internet? How can people find you? How can everybody get the good stuff? Yes. So <laughs> follow Greater Than Tech yes. SD on Instagram. Follow Greater Than Tech on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And then you can follow Jasmine LaFleur on LinkedIn and Twitter. Then we check out our website, www.greaterthantech.org. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And we will be sure to put that all in the description below so everybody can access that easily. But thank you, Jasmine, so much for coming on the podcast today. We had an amazing time chatting with you and super grateful that we got to take the time to do so today. So anyways, and also baddies, thank you for listening to today's episode. We will see you next week. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you.